0: Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take a look at all of the major astrological transits of the month of May. Uh, it's a good time to do so because we have a solar eclipse coming up, which is the type of eclipse that occurs at new moons, which is happening here on April 30th. Tomorrow we're going to do sort of like May's horoscopes, like we usually would, but it's going to be a focus, they're going to be eclipse horoscopes. So that's what we're going to focus on with two major eclipses coming up across The uh, Taurus Scorpio axis, which we'll also take a look at in today's video. But today's video is really meant to break down all of the major astrology of the month of May, and then tomorrow we're actually going to do some eclipse horoscopes by sign. So that is the that's the agenda. In the meantime, um, if you are new to the channel, or if you've been watching for a while, please subscribe. If you like this video, appreciate it. If you give it the little thumbs up, and also share your comments in the comment section, all this stuff helps the channel grow, helps the algorithm. Uh, take notice of what we're doing here and uh, spread the astrological, uh, the, the good word. So uh, really appreciate that. And once you subscribe, click the notification bell for updates when I go live. If you need transcripts, you want to read transcripts of my talks, they're usually available within 24 hours on my website, nightlightastrology.com in the blog section. Don't forget that my new class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystics, starts on June 5th. This is a one-year course in ancient Hellenistic astrology. If you really enjoy astrology, if it's something that really speaks to you, you take in astrological content regularly, maybe you know enough to be dangerous, but you feel like you could use some structure, community, and guidance for sort of developing or cultivating the interest, or maybe even learning how to read charts for other people, maybe even developing a professional practice, um, then check it out. Here it is on my website, nightlightastrology.com. When you go to the nightlightastrology.com website, click on the courses page and go to the first year course in particular. And as you scroll down, you'll learn about everything that is included in the course. Most importantly, the course is 30 online webinar classes over the course of a year. They're held on Sundays, uh, starting June 5th, and they meet from noon Eastern time to about 2 to 3 p.m. They're about two to three hours each. We also have breakout study sessions in between our major units of theory. About the last third of the class focuses entirely on seeing the theory implemented uh, with live clients. So you'll see me read for the client, implementing everything we're studying. This is a live client that I've never, you know, seen or worked with before. And um, then after the client leaves, we start breaking down the craft and how it worked. This is generally speaking people's favorite part of the program, so that's why I mention it. In between classes, in between major units, there are breakout study sessions where you can have uh, additional tutoring attention um, from our staff. There's a group forum discussion throughout the year where I also have paid tutors that are there, uh, sort of manning the chat box and answering questions year round. Really smart teachers on our staff. Um, I lead all of the, the sessions throughout the year except for the group forum discussion, and the breakout study sessions where we have tutors that are there to lead recaps of everything we've just studied and answer you know, any questions that maybe didn't get answered. Um, there are quizzes. There is additional reading. There is bonus homework you can do. All sorts of stuff that's there uh, to support you at whatever level or degree of seriousness you bring to the program. Everything is recorded, so if you can't make the live webinars, you can also uh, watch them afterward. And The good thing, one of the best things about the program is that you also get to download and keep everything. You have about a year within which to take the certification exam at the end. Uh, If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, and that's up to you too, you don't have to take the certification exam. If it's a stress, don't do it. Um, The early bird payment, pay up front, you save $500 off. There's a 12 month payment plan if you need it, that can be really helpful to spread it out a little bit. And then, for people, for whatever reason this program is outside of your price point, check out Tuition Assistance. Um, we are always really happy to uh, make sure that people who, for whatever reason, can't afford our program um, can use this and say, Look, I'm on a fixed income, you know, this, and this is outside of my monthly budget. Then check that out because we want to make sure that nobody's ever priced out of studying astrology. In fact, Ancient Astrologers, one of the instructions and in one of my favorite. Uh, ancient astrological texts said for clients and students be easily accessible so that's why for example year-round I make this content and then I do a kickstarter I have my programs I have a set price for people can afford them and then there's a donation based tier for people who you know their budget can't afford a, a program and um, that's a really important part of my value system so please if you are in need and you, you're like hey I really want to study do it. We will welcome you with open arms. So um, any questions whatsoever about the program, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. All right, let's get into the astrology of the month of May. I'm really excited. There's so many good astrological transits to talk about this month, starting with an eclipse, which we are going to be actually talking about tomorrow. So I'm going to be starting on May 1st, but tomorrow you'll hear me get into the horoscopes for May, it, specifically in terms of the two eclipses. We're going to be breaking those down for each of the 12 uh, sun rising sign horoscopes. Um, but what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put up the real-time clock, and we are going to take a look at all of the major transits of the <clears throat> month of May. And oh, you know what? I realized I was fiddling around, and I did not put in Let's add in Neptune and Pluto, get them back in there. All right. So we're going to begin at the beginning of the month on May 1st. And I'm going to, what I do is I point to patterns. Um, There is not just one story being told in any given month. Uh, There's always, the the transits happen uh, in their own little vacuum. And then they also happen as a part of the larger tapestry of events within say a a lunation cycle or a year or a season of life that you might be living through that's totally unique to your birth chart. So the way that I do this is I break down the transits um, sort of one by one, looking at uh, also looking for patterns that we're seeing. Early in the month, remember this is an eclipse that's coming in right before the start of May. And it's an eclipse that is focused right here in the sign of Taurus and it's very closely conjoining with Uranus. By that, we mean not that it's in an exact degree-based conjunction, but that it's within that three-degree range, just about four degrees, of applying to conjoin Uranus. So the, the, the solar eclipse has a Uranian signature behind it, which means that the need to break up or break apart the status quo, to make changes, to have personal breakthroughs, that's what's indicated by this eclipse. Now, they're of a Venusian variety. So sometimes that's going to mean changing your wardrobe to break the mold or changing your hairstyle to break the mold or maybe changing how you take care of your body or health or something changing about relationships or your core value system. And and um, and those are all things that... Anything to do with where you find stability or security or a sense of groundedness or pleasure. These are all things that are really... Um, indicated by the sign of Taurus. This is Venus's home and the exaltation of the moon. Well, uh, so with that in mind, this early part of the moon cycle and the early part of the astrology of May has to do with the galvanizing forces that keep pushing this agenda of transformation and uh, let's break the mold in in favor of some new ideal or desire that's kind of coming through and making itself um, known to us. So you can see that right away at the beginning of May as the moon, May 1st, the moon is still in Taurus, just separating from the eclipse. You'll see the sun is just about to go into the conjunction with Uranus. So that's what we're looking at at the very beginning of the month, just as like a little bit of backdrop before I keep going. All right, so on the first of the month, you're going to see um, that one of the, the very first transit is... Venus is at the late degrees of Pisces, and um, here we go, let's get this tool out, making a sextile to Pluto. So you have this real, if Venus is representing what we desire, what we're attracted to, and it's hitting Pluto at the opening of this Venus-themed solar eclipse with Uranus, you get the idea that you're, you're looking at what desires and what Uh, what lies in the unconscious that's trying to come up and show itself. The nice thing is that the sextile is pretty harmonious. So the energy behind this should, you know, be revealing, but gentle. If we move forward a little bit, um, and I'm having to dance around a little bit here so I can put the banners up. On May 2nd, Venus is going to immediately ingress into Aries. Now, this introduces a period of time where Venus in Aries is in the sign of her exile, when Venus is in a Mars world sign or Mars is in a Venus world sign, it's a little bit more strenuous for the planet. And so we're looking at Venus in that fiery, hot, Marsy sign. So you think of the element of passion starting to take control. And there's, there's something good about this insofar as what we desire, what we want, what we wish for, the change that we're trying to implement, which is indicated by the solar eclipse, we're going to start feeling very passionate and hungry for with Venus entering this fire sign. There are some bewares in that as well, which I'll get to as we go on. <clears throat> on May 3rd, Jupiter in Pisces will then sextile Pluto in Capricorn. So now we have Jupiter hitting the same sextile that Venus just hit. And this is important because Jupiter is also about to transform and move into the sign of Aries. So same thing, Jupiter and Pluto. If you think about the, what do Venus and Jupiter have in common? They're both benefics and they both are very fertile, growth-oriented planets. They've been in this big confluence with Neptune. Then the solar eclipse comes through in the sign of Venus. Um, of course, Pisces being Venus's exaltation, and you get the feeling that the desires, the hopes, the wishes, the dreams, that the, the the subterranean elements, the unconscious elements, that need to come up, or that are starting to come up, so that we can see well you know, you might, there's some things you might want right now or desire right now, but there's shadows that live in them as well. And now they're going to start to come up. Or you could say that elements of uh, repressed material that are helping us clarify what we need or what we want or what we desire, what we wish for, what's kind of growing on the horizon are going to come up so that we can see it and get clear about it. But either way, you're looking at that Plutonian influence right at the beginning. It's pretty harmonious. So it should be You know, even if it's showing you something that's unpleasant, it should be rather gentle and easier to sort of see. All right. Well, if we go forward to May fourth, this is where things start to get this. Things start to really rev up around this time. On May fourth, then we're going to see Mars in Pisces starting to hit. See, it hits sextiles to the Sun and to Uranus, and this is that. This is then galvanizing everything because. On the very next day, you can, and you can see it forming right there, um, on the very next day, on May 5th, the sun is conjunct Uranus and Taurus. So you get this Mars-Sun-Uranus dynamic that is coming in really strongly. The combination is one of desires uh, for what we want, which are of a Taurian nature. This is beautiful. This is what I desire. This is what's going to give me peace or comfort or stability or, or a sense of virility and power. In it. But but in a in a sensual kind of way and then you see the plutonian influence bringing things up from the underworld to look at and now you're starting to see that galvanizing mars influence starting to push the agenda forward and the energy of the new moon solar eclipse is like hitting a flashpoint when the sun hits Uranus, then it's like, okay, now we're starting to move toward what we want. The power, the strength, the clarification from the, you know, kind of subterranean depths of our being, the primordial desire for some kind of change is rising up. It's taking over for better or worse. And now you're seeing that galvanizing force start to come through. And this is very quickly at the beginning of May. Go to May 7th. And uh, then you're seeing more of the same. Now you're seeing the sun sextiling Mars in, uh, in Pisces, but basically the exact uh, same thing. Um, <clears throat> now, if you go forward a little bit, what's really interesting is what happens next. Then Mercury stations on May 9th. So on May 9th, you're going to see Mercury stationing in Gemini right here. And that means Mercury is about to turn retrograde. Mercury will uh, turn retrograde the next day on May 10th. So, if we go forward one day, you're going to see it go red there. We'll just trip it, trip it forward a little bit more. Then it's retrograde. What's so interesting about this is that this happens as at the exact same time on the same day that Jupiter is entering Aries. So, notice here's Jupiter entering Aries. This is one of the most expansive, action oriented impulsive, you know, take the battering ram and just go directly toward the the thing you want, desire. It is courageous, it's bold, it's assertive, it's big, and it's muscular. It might even be sort of like a, a machismo energy, potentially very impulsive and headstrong. And at the same time, Mercury's turning retrograde and heading back toward Jupiter. It's as though we're trying to we right now it's all of a sudden it's all about implementation of change you go back to say may 5th the sun conjoins uh you know sun conjoins uranus and taurus mars is hitting these sextiles to the sun and um and uranus and then all of a sudden jupiter enters aries mercury turns retrograde back to back and there's there's this sense that we're trying to do something but we have to like Adjust our thinking, or it's going to be a little bit of a a project. We're going to we're a new strategy, a new approach. We we might have to go back on something, we redo something, or um, start thinking about a new way of approaching the the um, the path that we're on, or the, the desires that we have, or how we're going to get it done, or how we're going to reach our goals. All of a sudden, there's like this, you know, total momentum shift, and it's a blast. It's like a rocket blast, but also Mercury is shifting and therefore the the blast off is, it, it, you know, it's a bit like having to, um, you get an idea and all of a sudden it's like, okay, <clears throat> because this idea has come through, we also have to adjust everything really quickly on the fly. You get the feeling that it could be something like that. But anyway, it's a real momentum change that happens right around that time. Now let's... Uh, Let's continue this, and I think you know Jupiter entering Aries is a is a just a really dynamic transit that will then be around from you know May until late October, and then it retrogrades back into Pisces, and then it comes back in December and stays there all the way until May. Um, it is a spring sign; you're getting Jupiter out of the winter or dark half of the zodiac from Libra uh, all the way through Pisces. So it's been you know six years of Jupiter being in in darker Places, zodiacally speaking, now it's moving on to the light side. A lot of growth, a lot of expansion that comes with that. The last time, for example, that Jupiter was in Aries was the year that my wife and I started our yoga studio in DC. Very entrepreneurial, pioneering, blaze the trail, take risks, has that kind of energy behind it. It's happening right as Mercury turns retrograde. So there's this feeling of like, ah, yes, I've got an idea. Let's do it. And then how are we implementing that? And it's going to this big reversal of some kind that's happening. And this is, again, all of this is coming off from that Uranian eclipse as well. Go forward to about the middle of the month on the 15th. And this is where we, this is where things get really interesting because at this point, the sun is going to hit a square to Saturn. Okay. And, and, I think we're being tested here. There's a, there's a a moment, all this excitement and forward momentum and the desire for revolution. And then all of a sudden you hit this block with the sun squaring Saturn for a little bit. And there's this feeling of like being stalled or delayed or facing challenges either ideologically or practically to uh, the goals that we're trying to implement. And there's this like this check that comes in and says, wait, 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 you know, are you sure you can do this or are you worthy of this or you know, here's an obstacle. This is coming right before a really challenging eclipse that's coming through in Scorpio. So you'll notice, I'm just going to move this forward just a touch, but if we, um let's just do this and let's back this up by a little bit. So you're going to see the the eclipse comes through depending on where, like this is May 16th at like 1.14 or so a.m. Uh, or it's going to be even like a little bit. Yeah, it's like, It's like just a little after midnight East Coast time. So it could be the late on the evening of the 15th into the 16th that you're seeing a lunar eclipse then in Scorpio. And the lunar eclipse in Scorpio features the moon in its fall with the South Node and the sun is squaring Saturn. So all of a sudden in the middle of the cycle where the first half looks like a rocket taking off and our desires paving the way for some groundbreaking shift you know, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It'll be, you know, it doesn't have to be that dramatic, but it's a, it's a shift that we're trying to move toward. And it's, it's rooted in Venusian desires and what's going to bring us happiness and security. And it's a, a shift toward sunnier days and the boldness of Jupiter coming in. And then all of a sudden we hit this boom, this brick wall with Saturn and then boom, a lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And we're faced with having to adjust or in the midst of the growth, there's a pullback into the depths. There's a pullback into emotional catharsis or challenge or healing or uh, something that's going to pop up probably somewhat unexpectedly and challenge the the path we're on or force us to adapt somehow. So um, that's really interesting. There's like a, a real serious kind of adulting gut check that happens midway through the cycle. You move on and then it's about sacrifice. If we go forward a little bit in the cycle um, to May 18th, whoops, let's go here. On May 18th, then you're going to see on that day we have Mars and Neptune coming together. And that that transit is hitting a trine to the eclipse point, which means that there's an mars neptune is often about the greater whole or the collective that we serve or something bigger than ourselves or the need to sacrifice or compromise something and the feeling of of you can't get where you're going because something comes up and demands attention or there's a need and there's maybe some element of compromise or sacrifice that is involved uh right around the 18th right after the eclipse but i think it you know um Aside from, you know, the warning about becoming uh, like a martyr in an unhealthy way, some element of sacrifice or compromise may be necessary from like full moon onward. May 19th, Mercury retrograde will sextile Jupiter in Aries. And this is, this to me is another, like, it's an an encouraging sign because you're seeing, let me just uh, point it out so you can actually see it. Here is Mercury going through the sextile to Jupiter. And I like this because it's a moment of, okay, we're we're still on track with this change that Jupiter's trying to bring, but we're adapting. There's some harmonious, adaptable, flexible, fluid moment of integration here that's probably adapting or adjusting from whatever uh, modifications and challenges that lunar eclipse in Scorpio brings in the square from Sun to Saturn, which is now fading. It is now turning the corner. The Sun's moving out of that three degree engagement range, and you can see that right here. Here's the sun about three degrees off and separating now. So that happens right as Mercury retrograde sextiles Jupiter. And it's like, okay, now we're adjusting. We're sort of recovering from whatever that was that came up around the full moon. On May 20th, the sun will enter Gemini. I always like paying attention to the sun's ingresses by whole sign in your chart. So you may want to pay attention to that. Just a little side note on the 21st. I like this as well, because here's a rebirth moment. Let's just take this forward. A couple of days here's a rebirth moment for mercury mercury and the sun get together in a you know that they going to go through the heart of the sun on may 21st which is an empowering moment and it's basically the reset button for mercury who's going to now start appearing as the morning star and the morning star in that that now that sextile with jupiter is still there too so suddenly it's as though that the the messenger our navigational intelligence is coming to understand, like reforming or reshaping the ideal. So it's not a discarding of where we started at the beginning of the cycle, but it's this reshaping of it from full moon onward. And I'm, I'm just telling everyone right now, like get ready for, you know, a roller coaster ride in terms of like where you think you're going and where you end up going with this new moon solar eclipse, which will be very invigorating, but it's going to get a big gut check. And then this readjustment phase that comes in after the full moon. On May 22nd, Mars and Pisces will sextile Pluto and Capricorn. Now you're starting to see, again, some of that uh, same, like, uh, sort of, uh, let me just move this forward so you can actually see it. Okay. Here it is. So you can see Mars making a sextile with Pluto. Again, I I, I like this in terms of, like, okay, Mars is just separated from Neptune, accepted the uh, sacrifice, Made a compromise, looked at the bigger picture, and is now being galvanized again by the sextile with Pluto, which is very harmonious but in, and also very empowering. So I I I feel like um, let me give you an example. This is just a metaphor, so don't you know don't take it don't take it too literally. But sometimes in my practice, very frequently, I will see people who are hitting their stride in their career or some area of their life and then if there's let's say a parent who's very needy or a best friend or a lover spouse or a child will somehow have a breakdown simultaneously and almost like try to pull them out of the joy or the next step they're trying to take or the the momentum that they have and that's a testing period for how are you going to handle this um your duty may bind you to another person or some other situation, but you also can't. You have a duty to yourself as well. How are you going to meet that that challenge? And I see people walk through that at key moments of advancement or growth in their life, like all the time. So, I think it's an interesting thing that uh, it's just it's just like a part of growth. If you're breaking into a new pattern, people who are attached to an old pattern, even peripherally in ways you don't even know, might sometimes just come up and be like wait <laughs> and it's not consciously connected to the change you're making but because they're a part of your life that they'll some that they'll the pattern with them will need to shift somehow too so that that could very well be what we're seeing from that scorpio full moon onward anyway may 22nd mercury will retrograde back into taurus just sort of a side note there may 24th to me this is um you know this is a pretty big transit you're going to see uh, oh, no, not this one. It's the next one. But Venus here, Venus is just going to um, create a little sextile with Saturn. Whoa, the, the thing got huge again. Let's do it like this. So Venus hits a sextile to Saturn. And I like that just as an, an energy of maturation. Um, Venus is getting a little bit. Venus has been like overly heated and passionate. This is like a temperance kind of moment. Um, so I like that. Uh, now if we go forward one day from here, Mars will enter Aries that now things really get cooking. I mean, this is one of the more intense transits of the year because what's going to happen as soon as Mars enters its own domicile, it starts going into a conjunction with Jupiter. And this actually happens on the day that the moon is also in the sign of Aries. This is a very powerful sort of action oriented day. Um, anyway, it gets a little, it gets spicier from here on, but. Uh, you're going to have a quick Mercury trine to um, Pluto. Uh, that's happening. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> turning off my phone because it's beeping. So Mercury retrograde and Taurus will trine uh, Pluto again, and I like that as well. Just like there's a lot. There's there are many signs here that whatever that difficult lunar eclipse provides us with, where we are figuring things out. Uh, by the end of the month. Anyway, you can see that trine right there from Mercury retrograde to Pluto. And this is probably also about uh, the the work Mercury is doing, the the details, implementation of of different um, plans in our life, that that there's some resources becoming available to us at this time with Pluto, uh, the trine to Pluto. Trines tend to bring resources to the table, uh, help beneficial resources. All right now this one is uh you know a little bit of thing at the very end of the month again things get pretty spicy because here we're going to see um this is may 27th and you'll notice that venus squares geez why does it keep doing that let's see let's go down to there venus squares pluto So the Venus square to Pluto is that there's a big moment of catharsis. This is a moment where I feel like our passion, our desire, our um, getting swept up in how badly we want something and whether that's a good thing driving us forward. Uh, You know, passion isn't bad, but at the same time, is is our passion like healthy for us right now? Are the things that we want or desire coming from the right place? Uh, this this is a, a gut check moment for the ruler of the eclipse, Venus. And then um, we are seeing right after that, then arguably one of the biggest transits of the year. Uh, Venus will then get a little healthier on the 28th, right after that, by the way. Venus enters Taurus. And then on the 29th, and I think, again, this is probably one of the bigger transits of the entire year. You're going to see Mars and jupiter can join in the sign of aries and if ever there were a signature this month that you know what that that we are going that the initiating action-oriented you know strong bold energies of the solar eclipse are actually going to manifest it's this one (coughs) excuse me start of the month features again a solar eclipse with uranus and taurus The need to break the mold rooted in what we desire, what we find beautiful, enjoyable, sensual, where we're looking to create security and ease. And then there's this big roller coaster ride, and I've described it a few times. It's interesting to me that at the very end, Venus gets checked by Pluto, like almost like we're checking in with the original impulse behind the eclipse. And then right away, you're seeing uh, right after that, Mars conjoins Jupiter And these two planets uh, are definitely going to be asserting an agenda. So my advice is not to get steamrolled by the place that you want to end up. Like whatever your goals are this month, don't get steamrolled by your own, you know, by your attachments to where you hope you will land. Because mid cycle, there's this big shift and need for adjusting. And I could see people getting kind of manic and crazy and obsessive and demanding that the original impulse, you know, end up in the the way that they, that, you know, that that they they can't adapt, that they can't be flexible, and that their passion ends up steamrolling and getting them into trouble, burning bridges, creating power struggles. So, you know, my advice this month is to be um, flexible in the, what you, it's not bad to have the impulse or desire for change, the, 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 the seeds of revolution in the solar eclipse, but the desire body and the desire nature and the end goal are going to be checked and challenged. Compromises are going to become come up. Emotional um, dynamism in the mid cycle with the Scorpio eclipse may be very frustrating for some people. By the end of the cycle, if we have let ourselves be adaptable and said, "You know what? If my thy will be done," you know, <laughs> like give it back to the universe. And I think you'll find at the end that if you've done that and you've been self-reflective that the energy for change is very supportive and will just push something forward in a very strong, powerful way. Now, in terms of where we, where we might see all of this in the collective, there are some real fireworks this next month. Like I, I the, the drama ride in the collective should be really interesting around things like Venus square, Pluto, Mars square, Jupiter, especially the war going on and and so forth. But um you know, we'll, we'll cross those bridges when we come to them. We'll take a look at those transits as we go throughout the month. Each one of these will be breaking down and sort of reiterating. So don't forget. Uh, thank you. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you everybody for listening. Remember to subscribe and, uh, give it the thumbs up. If you like this video, share your comments in the comment section. All of that helps the channel to grow. We really appreciate it. Click the notification bell for updates. When you subscribe, you can find a transcript within 24 hours on my website, nightlightastrology.com. Don't forget new class starts June 5th. I'd love to see some of you there. Make sure you check out the need-based tuition option. If for any reason uh, you need some help to take the course, we'd love to have you in the course. Any questions, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. Tomorrow we will be back together to discuss uh, May horoscopes, which will really be the eclipse horoscopes for the month ahead. So that's what we're doing tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. And I hope you're having a great day. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.